Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sandra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Welcome everyone to Elevate, Episode 7. Today's going to be a fun podcast. It's all about numbers, more specifically lab values. These are some of the values that I find useful in the office when I'm trying to put together a clinical picture of what's going on with the patient. I have these go-to values that I look for, and some of these are gold standard lab values that every physician should be made aware of, but some of these tests, doctors aren't even aware of them, or they may be a value that's in considered within a normal range. So a doctor just says, oh, you're normal, you're fine, don't worry about it. But certain doctors in functional medicine and researchers have determined that sometimes these ranges are too big and need to be shrunk down to get a more accurate picture of what's going on. So I'm just going to go over a few of these lab values. Uh, I, I covered some of them in the last podcast with type 2 diabetes, but I'm going to add a few more. I guess we'll just start off with uh, vitamin D, uh, the 25-hydroxy vitamin D value. The cutoff in traditional medicine is anything below uh, 30 nanograms per um, milliliter, is considered problematic and vitamin D is a hormone produced in the body that has hundreds of functions you know it's involved with the integrity of our bones it's involved involved with calcium metabolism it's involved with our immune system you know vitamin D if you have low vitamin D levels it's you know you usually see that in people that have autoimmune diseases or weak immune systems and uh, there's a lot of studies coming to light you know, showing if your vitamin D levels are below 30, your chances of catching COVID skyrocket. So they they basically have the cutoff. Anything below 30 is a deficiency. And if you're anywhere above that, you're fine. But from a functional medicine standpoint, an optimal health standpoint, you want your values between 70 and 100. And, you know, people that are out in the sun all the time, they can, you know, if they're out in the sun longer than 20 minutes with their skin exposed and not wearing sunglasses, you know, you can keep your vitamin D levels up. But what about the winter months? Well, sometimes we need help. Um, just believe it or not, just recently I had my uh, vitamin D level checked a couple weeks ago. And when I had it done in the summer, I was sitting at 50. And uh, I, and then the winter months came and lo and behold, it dropped down to 33. So, you know, I'm I'm taking about 10,000 international units a day to keep my vitamin D levels up. In the, um, there's a blood test called a comprehensive metabolic profile. Two interesting uh, uh, numbers or tests is the liver enzymes, the ALT and the AST. And usually they don't, you know, med- medicine usually doesn't panic until it's above 40 units per liter. But one of my mentors, 
Dr. Roby Mitchell was basically saying, if, you know, if it's above 25, if both ALT and AST are above 25, you have a problem, and most often or not, you know, it's either, either result of your, you got a fatty liver process going on, or you actually have candida in your liver. So a lot of times I'll have patients come in and they have all the symptoms of candida and they have elevated liver enzymes. So I go back to my gold standard oil of oregano to help clear that out. And your CBC, which is a complete blood count, there's a value called an MCV, stands for mean corpuscular volume. That's actually the size of your red blood cells. And if your red blood cells are too small because of lack of iron, you get iron deficient, deficient anemia. If they become too big, you get megablastic anemia, which is usually B12 or folic acid deficiency. And usually in traditional medicine, if it's above 106, B12 deficiency. However, uh, what we're finding, if it's, I've actually brought that down a bit. Again, this is Dr. Roby Mitchell's work. If it's 89 or higher, that usually means your body is not absorbing B12 or you have a hydrochloric acid deficiency in your stomach and you're not absorbing your B vitamins at all. You need B6, B12, and folic acid for adequate red blood cell maturation. And a lot of times you can have a normal B12 blood level, but that's the blood. That's not telling you what's getting into the cells. So if it's 89 or higher, check for hydrochloric acid deficiency and B12 deficiency. This is not a blood work. This is a temperature reading. And I talked about this earlier in thyroid. If your morning axillary temperature is below 97.6, that is a strong indicator you have low thyroid. And with thyroid help, I mentioned that the thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH, which in most labs, the range is 0.4 to 4.0 or 0.5 to 5.5. And doctors see that, oh, you're fine. You're within that range. You're normal. There's nothing wrong with your thyroid, but your hair's falling out. You have cold hands and feet. You can't lose weight. You're tired all the time. In my experience working with patients and according to some of the thyroid researchers, if your TSH is above 1.5 micro international units per liter, if it's above 1.5, your thyroid's out. A PSA, prostate-specific antigen, usually in uh, anything above 4.0 is, in, in, is a strong indication of prostate cancer, but it could even be as low as 2.0. But another thing we see with uh, prostate with a slightly elevated PSA, even in the range of 2.0, it could be an infection, and one of the most common infections I see in the prostate is candida, so it's another marker that I use. Another uh, blood value that I look for that's not on traditional blood work is uh, homocysteine, and homocysteine is an amino acid that the body produces, and an abnormality in those levels usually will denote a B6, B12, and folic acid deficiency, but people who have high homocysteine levels have higher rates of heart disease. So that's one thing, and you, you want to check a homocysteine. You want it less than seven micromoles per liter. And as we talked about in the last podcast, when you're looking at a lipid panel, you want to see what the triglyceride to HDL ratio is. You want it below two. If it's above two, you are insulin resistant or have metabolic dysfunction or dysregulation. And you can coincide that, coincide that with fasting insulin levels. 
anything below six is considered where you want to be. You get above six. If you're at 10 plus, you have moderate insulin resistance. You have 12 plus severe insulin resistance. You have those levels in conjunction with the triglyceride to HDL ratio. If they're both elevated, you are on your way to developing diabetes. So you, you want to check those. Uh, CRP, which is C-reactive protein, which is an inflammatory marker in the body. You want that below one milligram per liter or lower. That is ideal. If you're at one to three, you're at moderate risk. Three plus, high risk. And if you're 10 plus, it is high risk of developing a heart attack. So CRP is something you want to check regularly. And like uh, A1C, like we talked about in the last podcast, you want that between 4.8 and 5.4. That's ideal. If you're 5.7 to 6.4, you have prediabetes. Anything above 6.4, type 2 diabetes. And a lot of people, you know, if they're, a lot of people check their blood glucose or their A1C. Oh, it's normal. I don't have diabetes. I don't have, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Maybe, maybe not. Like I said, it could take five years. It could take 10 years, 20 years to develop. That's why knowing what your triglyceride to HDL ratio and your fasting insulin levels are can give you an indication of where you're at on the path to developing type 2 diabetes or heart disease. Another one for diabetes is C-peptide. You want it between 0.8 and 3.5. If it's below 0.8, it's usually a good indication of type 1 diabetes and anything above 3.85, type 2 diabetes. And again, the C-peptide, the fasting insulin, the triglyceride to HDL ratio are very useful. for. Like I said, they're very useful for type 2 diabetes, as well as determining insulin resistance in the body. The final one I want to talk about is these are some markers that they have to be, you have to have all of these markers to show up. And labs don't really recognize these values too much. They, they recognize a couple of them. Most medical doctors, you know, they haven't been educated on this process. I actually learned this from another one of my instructors in Oklahoma. But if these values show up, and you have to have all of them, this is severe, severe, life-threatening. They're actually on their way out. They're getting ready to die, and it's usually a tumor process cancer. If your total cholesterol is 140 or less, if you, your albumin is 3.5 or less, if your albumin to globulin ratio is below 1.0. And if your calcium to albumin ratio is greater than 2.7, and if your total lymphocyte count is greater than 1,500, if you have all of these, this is serious, serious, serious. Get to a specialist and get checked out. Um, I was at a seminar back in 2010. We were uh, learning how to do um, homeopathic injections for chronic pain and joint issues. And he's a functional medicine uh, doctor in Oklahoma, Dr. Michael Taylor. He's a chiropractor. And Oklahoma's got an incredible wide scope of practice. They can prescribe um, vitamin injections and I do IV therapy and all that. But he basically said, commit this to memory, write it down on a, sh a cheat sheet. If your cholesterol is less than 140, 
if your albumin is less than 3.5, if your AG ratio is less than 1.0, and the calcium to albumin ratio is greater than 2.7, and your total lymphocytic count is greater than 1,500, usually they got 90 days. That's how severe it is. Interestingly enough, a month or two later after I went to the seminar, I had a patient who was just sick and going downhill, losing weight, and not feeling good. So I ran the blood work on her, and the first thing I noticed her cholesterol was like 138. And, you know, we need cholesterol to live. I mean, cholesterol, that's... That's how we get our hormones. That's how we have cell, cell integrity. It's involved with so many processes in the body. Our brain is composed of cholesterol, you know. Cholesterol's been demonized the last 50, 60 years. And cholesterol's our friend. And too low is worse than having high cholesterol. I mean, my cholesterol's 236. But I have low triglyceride HDL ratio. I have low fasting insulin. But that's beside the point. So anyway... Her cholesterol was below 140. I looked at her albumin. It was less than 3.5. Her AG ratio was in the tank. And her calcium to albumin ratio was up to above 2.7. And her lymphocytic count was off the chart. And I told the mom, you need to get her into an oncologist or a specialist with these values. And um, she didn't make it past three months. I mean, so when you see these values, and you're going to have to make some calculations on some of these, like the, the calcium to albumin ratio, you're going to have to take the calcium divided by the albumin. The AG ratio is usually right there in the blood work. This, this is some serious stuff, so just be aware of this. Commit it to memory. Write it on a cheat sheet. Just important measurements to look for. Well, that's about it for today. If you have any questions, message me, email me, call me. Uh, the information is in the notes of the podcast. I hope you have a fabulous, wonderful, awesome day. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the hosts, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any healthcare decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.